Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another rousing rendition of the Brethren Podcast. That's Brethren, spelled like bread, B-R-E-A-D-R-E-N, because we always talking about bread and we always getting bread. And when I say we, I always got to include my illustrious colleagues and uh, co-hosts, Dr. Jamu Lovin, CFP, PhD, or PhD, CFP, depending on which side of the Mason-Dixon you're from, and uh, uh, Mr. Destrian Wells. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? Man, doing great, doing great. It's always good to see y'all. It's been a pleasure. Turning up, literally. Turning turning up Hennessy. We've been sitting here uh, sipping and talking for well before we clicked the record button. And, you know, we figured it'd be a good time to click record. Y'all ain't heard from us in a minute, minute, so, you know, we we ain't got too much of a, you know, structure going on today. Um, But I guess I do have something that I want to talk with, with, with these gents about. Um, but in typical brethren fashion, let me say it again. In typical brethren fashion, mm-hmm. we not just gonna we not just gonna start talking. We we gonna we gonna go around the table because everybody today has 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 their uh, beverage of choice, their libation uh, for their sensation. Doctor Loving, what, what what might you be sipping on today, my my good man? Is the Uncle Nearest eighteen. Mm. Uh, 18- 64 yeah like 84 1885 or it's like the only place that you can, when they release this, get the other one. I can't remember which year it is, but it's the green label that's like. Does it have a big white house with columns on it? No, it's not a plantation. <laughs> it is not a plantation. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a plantation, my man. Like it's in Kentucky. We got some shots <laughs> in the back. <laughs> I already see where we headed with this one. Mr. Destrian Wells. Ah. I mean, is it, there's no there's no point of asking, but I mean, let, what version I mean, are you sipping on? What version? Consistency. Here. Yeah. What version is this? Is this is a winter a winter edition? <laughs> I mean, I treat the Hennessy like YSL, man. I've broken out the uh, the Hennessy privilege for the uh, for the, uh-huh. for, the fall, uh-huh. for the fall occasion. Put your pinkies up. Put the pinkies. In the air, there we go. Wait, y'all better be, y'all better be careful, y'all. Y'all saw what happened to a man to see you. You were putting them pinkies down. <laughs> Damn, boy, uh, we, we can't even drink with the piggy up now. Nah, <laughs> brother, that is hard. Like, you gotta pay homage. I am not trying to hear all oh, man. Look, boy, when, I'm not. I'm not trying to have no trouble. Nah, nah I don't need. I don't need no smoke. Doc might get. Doc might get a no. pass. Doc might get a pass. Oh no. no. Uh, I'm a. What's up, man? What's up? What's, AJ, AJ, let's 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 come I'm, to you, man. What's, I'm very far. I'm very yeah. far off my typical beaten path, and uh, tell them what you're doing, the ladies, I, I, man. I got some. Uh, I got some Cavassier. Oh man, yeah, that is Cavassier. cognac. I got Cavassier, <laughs> and don't ask me to pass it, Leah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I had a, I had an event for, yeah, uh, for, for some alumni to celebrate yeah, homecoming. <laughs> and so I had some, I had, I got a bottle, I got a, what a half a bottle of Cavassier left and I just ran out of my typical whiskey. So I said, you know, 
when bread I'm wondering if that's that's how he marks the show. He's like, I got only I got about a half a bottle of Cavassier left, which means I'm wondering if that half gallon of Hennessy I bought at your house that time when we were having the baby shower was still there. Sir, that was gone ages ago, sir. You know, okay. I'm if if it's brown, I'll if it's brown, I'll eventually take it down. If it's white, it's gonna sit there till it turns white. I got you. Okay. I fig I figured it was gonna take you a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna put no substantial uh, dents in it, but you know it'll, <laughs> it'll gradually make its way to the door and then to the recycle bin for glass. So know. let me let me ask you, man, what's on your mind tonight? Because you know here it is. I'm I'm driving home, and we've um, we've talked a lot of we've talked a lot of shit to each other for being unavailable, and our, our executive producer here has uh, made his frustrations known with both my schedule and Doc's schedule. And so we had a gap in the schedule today for maybe an hour or so and got a call from him and uh, or a text from him saying, hey, we're jumping on we're jumping on live and there's no need to talk about what we're going to talk about. So uh-huh. tell us, tell us and let's inform the people where we might be going with this conversation because I'm highly interested <laughs> to know what we, what the hell we might be yeah, talking about. I don't know. We well, gotta... you know, before I even tell you about it, we, we you know, we got to stick to tradition and we're going to, we're going to raise our glasses and uh, salute. Here is uh, a toast, a cheers yeah. to uh bread being dropped and crumbs being picked up. Cheers. Salute, bro. Mm-hmm. I know you like that Cowboys advertisement right there, Destro. Huh? I love. I actually love it. We'll <laughs> we'll get to that at some point in the conversation. Albeit the first place Dallas Cowboys for all Philadelphia Eagles fans, and to add just a little bit of hate <laughs> to you, just to show you how much I care about you, I am very very pleased that the Atlanta Braves, my Atlanta Braves, are the twenty twenty one MLB champions. I will be uh, making an appearance in my office dressed in a half Cowboys, half Cowboys, half Braves uniform. If you guys don't hear from me again, I work at 100 Independence, 610 Market Street. Okay, so just go there and find. Yeah, that's true. You're probably gone. That yeah, man, y'all, that, y'all, that's y'all just, just gonna make this a sports podcast. Right there. Huh? I'm happy the Cowboys doing good, but I ain't about to. I ain't about to go to Philly talk about it. Nah, nah, nah. Or we can talk about my concealed carry just in case somebody try to act crazy. Well, see there you go. Yeah, that's that's always the talk that matters is is that one right there. And that brings me to a good point. Y'all just made a great segue into what I want to talk about. Because I'll be damned. All right. I want to talk with y'all about the comparison conundrum and the paradox of choice. Oh my god! Oh sound like it sound, it sound like a sound like a mysterious book, don't it? Uh, no. Harry no, Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Man, yes. the, the alliteration alone, my yeah, brother. See, okay, you know, I love I love alliteration. Were you listening to Rock Kim when you it's, wrote no, this? No, it's, it's, it's reminiscent of the pimps of the seventies. I love the Mac and Superfly. Oh, uh, oh. but yeah. The, compar- the comparison down, conundrum <laughs> and the paradox of choice where, and I'll kind of briefly, you know, throw it to y'all and see where y'all, where y'all, if y'all pick up what I put down. So in terms of the comparison conundrum, I, you know, I, one of my favorite sayings is comparison is a thief of joy. Oh. Uh, but in the society that we're in, 
this realm that we're in right now currently where so much is put on to what you portray versus what you actually possess what you portray versus what you possess to to a point to where even those of us who do live by the mantra of comparison is the thief of joy you often find yourself in the conundrum where you have to compare and 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 in often situations I, I will say too mm-hmm. um and then in terms of the paradox of choice you get caught up in the comparison conundrum and then you have your choices of you know your path you know what you want uh but the paradox of choice is there are so many choices at this point now mm-hmm. because of the comparison conundrum but you know back in the days it was very straightforward of the path that you took, you know, and, you know, just in terms of jobs, let's just say jobs, just like, you know, you could be a, you could be a, a civil servant, you know, engineer, you know, you had very structured pathways to follow. Whereas now, there's so many choices based on what you, what you possess. You know, anybody at this point can be a creative and we can, you know, because that term can be very broad. It can be, you know, you can make it what you want, but like a creative. Even in the the, the rigid structure of what finance used to be, talking like y'all's industry, fi- what finance used to be, you had your accountants, your, your your bank tellers, you know, it was very structured. And now there's, you know, diversity and uh, diversity and inclusion officers and things which are branches of human resources and things of this nature and you got a lot of IT and fintech is now coming in so where this you know now that what they say the possibilities are endless so so let's yeah. let's back let's back let's back up just Go a ahead. little bit because i want to make sure that we can address as much of the things that you said as possible first thing i want to say is this right positive disruption is good uh-huh. positive disruption. I just want that to be the um, the premise of everything that I'm going to say in the background because some of the things I'm going to say might slightly contradict that, but you got to look at short-term versus long-term. But positive disruption is good. With that as a backdrop, what I hear you saying is the opportunities that we have today are more robust than we've ever had in our lifetime. The issue Mm -hmm. that we have is how do we take advantage of them? Because see, we come from a background where we have been normalized to follow such a structured path, right? Mm -hmm. We're not used to strategic risk. Risk Risk-taking is not something that we do in a systemic way. We take risk by going to the casino and gambling, not saying I'm going to, you know, aim for this goal, if I fall short of it, I'll learn the lessons to start my next business. We're in an environment right now where, and you say anybody can be a creative, I would challenge that anybody can call themselves a creative, but everyone can't create. Because to create something, you have to then be able to cultivate it, then you have to go out and execute, and you have to perform. So there is still no shortage of the structured skills that you need, but here's the big aha you don't have to be the person to have them. You can now have an idea and be a person of color. Um, You can be a woman. You can be a person that's not from our mainstream uh, white male society 
and have an idea that you can give birth to and bring it to fruition with the collective genius of others. Correct. Our problem is we don't collaborate and cohabitate and incubate our ideas together because we're so afraid that someone else is going to take it and run with it because we don't understand proper business structure. So if I came to you with an idea, AJ, I don't have to slap you with an NDA because I know you, I trust you, same thing with you, Doc, but good business practices that you do that so you have legal recourse. That removes the barriers of sharing information. See, what again, what we have is no shortage of ideas. We have a We have an issue with how to execute them and how to capitalize on the environment that we find ourselves in. There is no better time for us than now, but we have to combat the issues of the past in order to deal and capitalize on where we could be in the future. So I just wanted to again say that positive disruption is what we're here for. But to your point, we're losing this war and we're we're losing it by attrition because we continue to em- be employed by other others. I'm just saying others in general, corporations, what have you, who have no interest in allowing you to exercise those creative juices for yourself or incentivizing you to go out and create something of your own. They want your intellectual capital to be prisoner to the fact that you work for them and it becomes their intellectual property. So we need to really be conscious about that. Nothing's wrong with a job. I have one. Really like it. Really grateful and appreciative of it. But I also run multiple businesses outside of that because I understand that I need to be a positive disruptor as well. So then that 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 also and Doc, I'm gonna throw it to you next. Is mm-hmm. you you're part of you're part of the comparison conundrum, sure, and the paradox of choice because there is someone. You know, I'm, I'm speaking broadly. I'm just saying there's someone who who knows you or looks just like you and has a very, you know, could, you know, very well be you not being you, but being you in terms of their life path. And if they look at you like I'm talking somebody that, you know, went to a HBCU, got their degree, same degrees as you, same age as you, you know, and they look at you and say, OK, well, if DJ's doing it, I should be doing it. And then they see the multitude of things that you are capable of doing, and then they feel like they're not doing enough. That throws in that paradox of choice and that comparison conundrum where it's like, okay, I see other people doing multiple things, not just doing the one thing. I also need to be doing multiple things. You know, it, it, you know that. go ahead, Doc. I, I, I was going to say, I think, uh, I, I, I don't think comparison is necessarily bad, right? Mm-hmm. The comparison conundrum is really, I think, more about how you frame the information that you encounter, right? And so when you see people who are succeeding and doing well, I think two things, you got to keep two things in mind. Um, I'd say number one, you know, whatever you see is them probably putting their best foot forward and that's why they posted Right. Mm-hmm. And that's with anything on social media. Right. So when you start comparison, comparing yourself to things that you say on social media um, and, you know, on Instagram and and all the rest of these things, recognize that people are showing you precisely what they want you to see. And most of the time it's because they want you to think really good things about them. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can show you in the right light. I got abs. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> just, I, do, you know, I got the twist just right and get the light just right. You know what I'm saying? I got abs. Now, I don't know who can take that photo for me. Angles, but I can man. guarantee you that there's somebody IG world that knows how to get that exact right twist Thanks. where it looks like they always have ads even as they eat a burrito, right? Like that is, that's the world that we live in. So there's that element of it. But the other element of it is like, remember that these are just tools, man. Quit. People are more important than things is yes. obviously a thing that, yes. that you say, right? But like, Social media is a thing in those images that you see are things, right? These are, these are intentionally, um, intentionally stored and then distributed to you so that you can look favorably upon the person who sent it. Everybody, I don't care who you are. Like you'll take a selfie and you'll delete that bad boy. You're like, Oh, this make me look like I'm cross-eyed. I mean, everything might make you look like you cross-eyed because you might be cross-eyed, but <laughs> you know how to take that picture at the exact right angle so your eyes crossing together look normal and everything, and then that's the one you're going to post, right? That's with anything, and so just know that when you start to take these things personal and they start to get you down, like, oh, you know, I'm I'm feeling horrible because I see all of these people who are better than me, yeah. Nah, man, these are snapshots. Relax. You I know? think, and, and and if you can't really can't relax, sometimes you gotta disconnect for a while, for real. And that's that's the that's the piece that I was gonna actually ask you about, Doc, because you know we we I think we talked we may have talked about this at some point in uh, season two, but when you start comparing yourself to others, you have to understand multiple facets one of the major things you have to understand is do you want to do what that person's doing to get the outcome or perceived outcome that they're getting? Right. And I think that's key. That that's, that's key because look, I tell people all the time, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but uh, I'm very glad that some people drink coffee because (laughs) for the people that drink coffee, I might be for them. But you know, I've had people say to me like, man, you know, you're harsh. I said, no, I'm, 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 really honest and I have a group of friends around me we can be honest with each other because we make each other better by that but everyone can't handle that right and I have to pair I have to pair I don't change but I do have to pare down you know my um my brute honesty for some people as opposed to how I deal with you or how I deal with doc we challenge each other to be better everyone is not in a position to handle that based on where they are with their journey, but that journey is with themselves. Mm -hmm. And we talk about running your own race all the time. When you're looking at things and you talk about this paradox, one of the worst things you can do is try to run somebody else's race because inevitably you end up stuck. It's like you're on on the hamster wheel. You're looking at what AJ is doing, what Doc is doing, what someone else is doing. And like like he said, you're, you're looking at their social media. What did they go through today before they posted that picture? Right. When I see when I see pictures of myself posting online, they're typically not by me. They're probably by my wife. And sometimes I think about what happened just prior to those pictures. It could have it, it could have been anything ranging from everything being perfect to a, a full on argument. 
but all you get is this snapshot in time of, you know, hopefully you guys are saying, oh, what a cute baby. You know, we're, we're not the stars of this show. Dallas is and soon to be Dawson. But, oh, what a cute baby. Oh, they look so happy. Listen, it takes a lot just to even put yourself in a position to be vulnerable enough to have other people judge you. And so you've already taken a step and exhibited courage by making yourself vulnerable enough to open yourself to public opinion. But what I would tell you is that you don't need to become a prisoner of that. Public opinion is one of the worst courts you can face in the world. Everybody has an opinion. But be reminded of this. I saw one of my friends post this and I saved this. He said that everyone commentating on your behavior and actions from the sideline bought a ticket to watch the game. At least you're in the game. And so when people are commentating on you, realize that you are taking action while they are watching what you do. Because there's a fear in being vulnerable. You got to take action, folks. You, you, you got to do it. So I just I just wanted to I just wanted to follow up with Doc said with, with that that little bit, bro. Most definitely. And this is why this is why, you know, I consider myself a, a sous chef when it comes to these conversations, because all I do is I just bring ingredients and then y'all sit up there and y'all just make uh, amazing presentations of what my thoughts are. They come out of my head jumbled. Y'all put them together and make them eloquent where they can be presented uh, to the masses. And I appreciate y'all for doing that. You know, you know, I just I'm just a humble sous chef in the kitchen with masters. Um, so now that we have we have laid down some 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 foundation for this comparison conundrum and, and the paradox of choice. I want to I want to I want to go some I want to go some more into it. Y'all know I want to start picking it apart now. Let's let's eat this meal that y'all have prepared. Let's find flaws. Okay. Yeah. Um once you once you once you have this paradox of choice. And like Doc said, com- some comparison is good and we can you we can even reframe that and we can turn it into benchmarks. Uh you know like oh, you know, Doc is in the industry that I want to be in and and he you know he's in a position that I admire um so let me look at the steps that he's taken from what I can see because I may not personally know doc okay I see that doc has phd and cfp at the end of his name you know so that he's got his phd in personal you know uh, uh personal finance planning good oh, personal finance right yeah, personal financial planning personal financial planning I don't look I don't look I don't yeah. want to set the people yeah. wrong down the wrong path yeah, there we go. And you also have a. You know what? They can find all of it on LinkedIn. Kabam. <laughs> also, I don't hide anything. Also, it can be found or, uh, you on LinkedIn, uh, Ajamu Loving Consultant, AjamuLoving.com. You know, it's, it's, look, it, 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 Dr. Ajamu yeah, Loving like on, all on that Instagram. Stuff I'm not hiding. Loving on money and you and Facebook, you know, it's, it's you can find you can find this information. It's readily available. The man has real degrees, real credentials that can be uh, uh, verified online. He, blue checks coming soon. The white checks, blue checks, whatever color the checks is, they coming soon. The other checks come with paper money. Yeah. Them been coming. <laughs> been coming. We just talking about the verification. And you know what? I, I think. No, I, I think like. Everything, everything, at least when I look at what I've done, it's attainable. You know what I mean? I, I mean, not necessarily. You'll be the first of whatever it is that you want to be the first thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's your own particular thing. And so everybody gets their own opportunity, I think, to make a mark. And it's your decision 
to choose to make your mark and the way in which you're going to make it. And I think that's the one good thing that can come out of comparison. And even, you know, out of feeling like, oh, there's so many different choices mm-hmm. is there is something you are probably uniquely good at and enjoy doing, right? Yeah. Like th- th- there's probably there's something... I am a person who rarely finds a microphone. I don't look at it and say, man, I would love to talk into that one, right? Like that's just who I am. And I steer towards what I, what I like. And I've done that for a long time. And I think a lot of times what happens is people will fall into, well, I need to do this because I've seen successful people in my family or my friend circle do this. Right. And that's what they did. And they got successful. So the nice thing about social media and broadening things is now you can broaden your exposure to a certain degree. You can see people who have done things outside of your friend circle, your family, the people who are local to you. You know, there's small towns where the person who, you know, your school teacher is like that's and there's nothing I'm not saying that education is wrong. I'm saying like that's probably one of the highest um highest uh paid and highest educated positions within some people's communities. And so they look at the school teacher and it's like, oh okay, you know, if I want to make it, that's it. And so um it, it, the nice thing about having the broad uh, social media access is the fact that you can be exposed that, you know, the, the Julius Yago story, this is brother out of Kenya, right? <laughs> this gentleman uh, became Olympic uh, silver medalist. I believe either silver no. bronze, I think silver medalist. He was, in, he was in, bronze, he was, he was bronze, bronze. medalist in, in Rio yep. in Kenya. Now, we know Kenyans are famous for track and field, but it's mostly for track and it's mostly for distance running. This young man, Julius Jago, learned how to throw the javelin so well that he got a silver medal in the Olympics, I believe, in Rio. And he learned it all from YouTube, right? Like from he learned it from YouTube to get, and of course he probably you know I'm sure he has different and additional coaches to fine tune things, but you got to Olympic elite level javelin throwing skill by being able to watch videos about it on YouTube, right? That's the that's the world we live in. That's the possibilities that are around us now, and that is a part of what the ability to compare yourself to people all over the world is. It's about because in reality now and going forward, you're in competition with people from all over the world too. And that can be, that can make you feel pressure or you can recognize still that among all those people all over the world, there is no other you. And there's something uniquely in you that you're meant to do. And your job is to figure out what that thing is, what it is that's going to give you passion, what is going to be going to give you fire, something that you do for free, but you can get paid for it. Now you own the something. So, you know, hold on, real quick, real quick, DJ, because Doc just Doc just put it where I needed it to be, and I'm then I'm, I'm passing it right directly to you. You just perfectly explained the intersection of the comparison conundrum and the paradox of choice. You've got, you've got, you, you got somebody, you, you've seen there at this point, the possibilities are endless and you, you could venture out to say that what else can be done at this point, because now everything has to somewhat 
enter the realm of what most people would consider fantasy, pure fantasy, honestly, where it's like, if you would have told people 10, 15 years ago, two people with a lot of money would have just went to the, you know, went to space on their own. Yeah. They'd be like, no, NASA would stop that. The government ain't going to let that happen. And then look where we're at now, where NASA is now like the, you know, we got Space Force and we got NASA, which are like agencies that monitor and, you know, kind of control, quote unquote, you know, the space. But then you got Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk out here like William Shatner. He just said William Shatner to space, you know, rich dude and his friends went to space. You know, you got. Yeah. All of this where it was like, it's not even, it's not what it was. And now it's in, in this fantasy realm where it's like, okay, can I really quit my six-figure job and just go, you know, go make the Olympic team? Yeah, you can. There's examples of that. There's, yeah. can I quit my six-figure job and go open up a, you know, a food truck and then turn that into a restaurant? Of course you can. Yeah. You know, Can like, I quit my four-figure job and open my own OnlyFans site? Right, Apparently exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like there, and and that's the thing. Starting the for the bottom, choice, now we here. The paradox oh, of choice <laughs> exists on every end of the spectrum. The paradox, the, it, it, it exists on every end of the spectrum. Like you've got people who literally have nothing and come into something, and people who have something and go into something totally different. Yeah, look, that shit is 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 yeah, I bet you. trying to compose yourself from Doc <laughs> OnlyFans. Well, well, it, it, it was the it was the OnlyFans thing. Crea- but look, crea- <laughs> you gotta you, you gotta you gotta acknowledge that kind of access because we're talking about access. To, hey, you know, man, this is the season of mustard seed faith. It created just- it. <laughs> it create it created a realm and a lane hey, for man. people that did not you know because yeah. Look, for real, we, man. There's more it, options and opportunities here. than what ever before. What did Pimp C tell us a long time ago? Pimp C told us a long time ago. Pimp and they did and moved to the web. And and you don't even have to take it for the All literal right. sense. It's anything. You pimp. You, Pastor right. Troy said you can't pimp me. I'm pimp myself. Look, I'm a, if I'm going to be a product, and I'm talking about whether what, what I'm using, my knowledge, like DJ said, yeah. my intellectual property, my ideas, yeah. my systems, my processes. You can go out now and say, look, I got my own website and I got, you know, I'm, you know, I can, I own my content. That's like, so, uh, I forgot somebody I was listening to, uh, he, uh, he's an actor. Dang, who was it that I was listening to? No, it was E.T., uh, man. It was E.T. No, it wasn't E.T. It was, it was an actor. He's like, a, uh, oh, Atheon Crockett, actor, comedian. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, um, okay. He has a, he has a special that he did, but he owns it. And, um, mm. he was on Drink Champs, I think, and, um. And they asked me, he was like, he was like, yo, so you you got on you got on a laugh out loud network, you gotta deal with it. He was like, no, nah. he was like well, he was like, yeah, but he was like, I own that special. So they they signed the you know, signed leasing rights and then they're gonna run it for, you know, however long they run it, and then it comes back to me, and then I'm gonna sell it to somebody else. And I've heard, you know, that conversation in terms of people who create, where it's like won't well, that ownership, I can, you know, I can continue to I pass it around. So like when DJ brings up the intellectual property your paradox of choice increases where it's like, I have these options, but what's my, what's my intellectual property? That's the bigger conversation. And oh, then man. when you come to the comparison, it's like, should I do the same thing that DJ is doing? If DJ got a course talk about finance and I'm good at finance, should I do the same thing he's doing? Yes. So go yes. ahead, DJ, because you're dying over there. Let's go. Man, Let's so, go. so let me back this up. So I talked about positive disruption and you talked about 
Um, you talked about the comparison conundrum and then Doc talked about social media. So let me kind of connect those two before we move. Any Anything in life has a balance. There's a yin and a yang to everything. There's some good and there's some bad to it. We've, we, we often discuss the, the bad around social media, but let me just paint another picture for you. Fiction, books of fiction as a child, Peter Pan, um, whatever other books that you've read, these stories, these fantasies, these fallacies, these utopias, social media is no different. Someone just took what you were reading in a book and gave people the opportunity to live it out in front of you every day. And so you have to take it for face value, but you can also be inspired to see, as Doc said, that there are real stories that are in the uh, minutia, so to speak, like a Julius Yego, like a, um, a, a Jesse Isler, um, his wife who started Spanx, um, a, a, a Jay-Z, a Dame Dash, all these things that are embedded in it, a Damon John. There are so many stories that you can now follow. It's very difficult to be an uninspired person unless you choose that. So when we talk about a, a conundrum, part of the conundrum is it also limits your excuses because you have endless examples of how you can make it. Endless. So let's transition from there. Endless examples of how you can make it. Being a positive disruptor. Part of controlling and creating content is knowing the difference between two things. Some people want to own things. Some people want to control things. If you can do both, great. But you need to understand when to cut bait on one to preserve the other. So my question to you and the audience, would you rather own or control something? I don't think, I don't think everybody will understand that question unless you say it three times. Would you rather own it or control it? Okay, one more time. Would you rather, I'm, I'm going to do it two more times. Would you rather own it or control it? Then I'm going to say it slowly. Would you rather own it or control it? Now, follow my example. The largest, the largest conductor of business in terms of transportation in the world is Uber. They control transportation. Tell me how many cars they own. Tell me. Zero. The largest conduit and constituent to make transaction in terms of lodging is Airbnb. Tell me how many homes they own. They own zero. Lower overhead control of a product and a market is more important than ownership. If you have, you don't need to have a monopoly on it. You need to have major market share. Okay. And so we often talk about things like they're mutually exclusive. If you own your sole proprietor, your business, fine, great. But if you want to, if you want to play in an economy, you don't need to own that economy because you live and die by it, but you need to control it, which means you influence it. In season one, we talked about power and influence. Who gives a damn about power if I can influence every decision from top to bottom? If I can influence how the janitor feels when he walks in in the morning, all the way up to the CEO, do I really need to run the company? Because the interesting, the interesting thing is, if I control it, 
then by the end of, you know, about year two, wherever, I'm going to own it too. Because I, because of the fact that I can con- exert control. Uh-huh. Exactly. So why would you think that ownership would lie anywhere else? That's like Zillow. Now, now, if, it, now if, you right. can let, if you can let that nestle in your brain real quick, you'll understand capitalism to a great degree. Yeah. And, um, and, and let that tree flower and sour and do what it does because it's got its positives and negatives like every other economic uh, system that we could choose to govern ourselves in a environment that we have unlimited wants and scarce resources. That's just life. It's like Zillow. Zillow Zillow was the platform to, you know, to find housing and it was a, it was an aggregator of sorts, but you know, Zillow also had a flipping arm where they actually, you know, owned and flipped so you know it's like like doc said that's an example of they controlled the you know they had a great market share in terms of where you went to go if you were looking for a house nine times out of ten you was looking at zillow there's you know there's truly a uh, you know, and there's some other sites. Yeah, but you were going to look at Zillow. You was gonna, yeah, you, you was going to give them a look. If you, t- if you type in an address, Zillow's pro- Zillow or Truly is going to be the first thing that's popping up, you know, for you to look at it. And so Zillow controlled to a point to where it's like, all right, let's go ahead. Let's own some stuff. Yeah. And so, you so know, the, and so the, the point is when he, when he says you're, you'd rather Hey man, it's that it's the the ability. It's not just the ownership. It's the ability to exert that influence and then steer things in the direction that you want them to go. It's about playing chess, not checkers. You're not just responding to the move ahead of you. When you combine these things, now you're looking at multiple moves. You're looking at you're looking at the moves that you're going to make immediately, and then the moves those moves will lead you to. Power yeah. is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in a desired manner. Who said that? Y'all don't know who that was. That's Hewitt. Hewitt P. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, come on, come on, come on, black people. <laughs> but yeah. Power is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in a desired manner. The Honorable Dr. Huey P. Newton. He was a doctor, mm-hmm. right? He had a PhD. Yeah. 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 Um, so that you know that that's that thing. You if you if you if you have power or influence, you can turn one into the other. I think if you have power and you use it correctly, you can gain your influence. And if you have influence, you can turn your influence into power into true power. But and, I would, and, I would, and I would. Typically, those people influence. in a capitalistic society will be the owners, exactly, and they'll use the fact that they have ownership to to wield, and that's why you see different donors mm-hmm. be, making up a lot of the uh, the uh, gifts to political uh, uh, political want to be politicians what who are, way. You know, they make and they'll make contributions to both sides what a way what a you way do to something use like, your money what a way to use your with, money hey man i need but to get rid of a hundred some that. thousand odd dollars you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go buy a plate at this dinner and guess what guess what guess what this said politician is gonna do for me they're gonna pass laws that are favorable to my business so i can continue to buy hundred thousand dollar plates at this dinner with this bland steak i feel and, like i feel, like, I feel like denzel 
on training day talking to you about this. You know what I'm saying? It makes me feel a little dirty to talk about it. You got to have some dirt on you. But that's how, that's what cap. If it was a different game, I'd be talking to you about how to play it differently, right? But this is this is the environment in which you're operating. And so you can't play a wolf's game like a sheep and win. You know, you you you're gonna end up you only end up in a sheep's play. And, and, and I love the fact that we have all types of people. But if you're a sheep, get you a wolf around you. You see what I'm saying? You can't right. you can't just allow yourself to fall victim to what you know is out there to potentially victimize you. Even a smart sheep will find a good shepherd if he can. You know what I mean? You go get you're gonna put yourself in a position where you can win. Right. And not and diminish the chances uh, of your loss. And so to the extent that you can use either images of other people or folks being successful to help you do that, great. To the extent that you have more options, uh, wonderful. To the extent that that existence of all those additional options exhausts you and make it so that you feel like it's impossible to make a decision mm-hmm. and you sit where you are and you languish, that's not good. Right, That's because you need to. Sometimes you just gotta do something, right? right? And if, if you need to do something just so you can put up a picture of you doing something, so that you feel better in comparison to the other people who are doing nothing, then maybe that's one good thing that comes out of social media because you got one good something done. See the negativity that you choose to allow. Let me reiterate that: choose to allow to creep into your head about what it is that other people show you about what they're doing. You just say yours they, they bought tickets. Alone. You bought a ticket to it. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if, you, look, you bought, that's yours. Look, the, right? the beautiful thing about the social media tickets is they revocable. You can go click that unfollow, unfriend, yeah. block button. Yo, you, you ain't, ain't got, never the, got, you ain't got to engage. You ain't got, you, you ain't got to. <laughs> you, you chose this route, right? So, and so recognize and use the tool the way that it can be effective for you. Quit stabbing yourself with there's that. I love that little uh that little gift of the dude putting the uh putting the the, the twig in the bicycle uh smoking it and being <laughs> like, ow, look what they did to me. Like, yeah, man, you 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 do some of these things to yourself if you don't recognize that this is what it is, this is how it is, and this is how I should use it to get what I need out of it. And that's why that's the only thing that I worry about with children is because sometimes they are not yet at the space maturity wise to understand that how to use the tool properly and so that's why adults need to be vigilant and making sure they're coaching them throughout and also they need to be on top of it themselves because it's difficult for you to coach somebody through something emotional when you are all emotional and, and not able to handle your emotions with respect to the thing yourself like I can't stand it. Instagram got me crazy, and then the the adult is like, "Yeah, Instagram got me crazy too." You got to be able to, to offer some some uh, mature perspective, and that comes with doing some of your own work. Hell, it might require therapy. The way honestly, when they talk about people no and addictions to uh, social media or the way in which their entire moves change based on it. Hey man, shoot. Sometimes therapy is the thing that you might need. Ain't no might. Hey, you, you at know this, what? At this point, that shit. Oh, you know, when we talk, we talking. Uh, you know, healthcare for all. Basic therapy needs to be for everybody across the board because 
vast majority of us don't even realize that we need it just for stuff that we don't even realize we need it for. Like, it's just like, are you yeah. black? Are you, are you, oh, yeah, you need <laughs> yeah, it. You live in America. You qualify. You may very well need yeah. to go ahead and sit down and just Are you, are you, are you anything things. other than a white male? Okay, yeah, then you, you, you qualify for a man. Matter of fact, we damn near mm. might make it mandatory. Oh, yeah, I just want to address real one thing real quick. You had said the Spanx creator's husband's name, and then you didn't remember her name. Her name is Sarah Blakely. Just there for our go. ladies out there, especially the people who are in business, hey, we are all about inclusivity and everybody else. He just couldn't recall the name at the time. And it right. occurred to me, I said, look, man, we got to we gotta always she, make sure we we show up as solid allies for our sisters. Her name yeah. is Sarah Blake. She just she just uh and she just gave like all of her know. employees. Yo yo yeah yeah I was about to say class, that. first like, class yeah. tickets and like a ten thousand dollars I think not not just that two man, first class like, tickets yeah. to anywhere correct and I think a and, ten thousand dollar bonus right it was it was all of yes it was all about her investing in her mental health yep. like she's super she's super dope. I've had the opportunity to meet her husband on a few occasions and, and, and he's super dope. But the thing, the the reason why I thought about them, the reason why I brought that up is that when you think about allyship, when we talk about being a positive disruptor and where we are, he was take her husband was actually taking this approach in the eighties. When he did his presentation, he talked to us about the fact that he used his privilege to help his family. He said, look, I knew I couldn't show up and do the things that I was doing if I looked different, but I knew once I got where I was going, I could do things different. Right. I'm going to say that again. I knew I couldn't show up doing the things I was doing. Right. Being if, if, if I look different, but when I got where I was going, I could do things different. His hiring practices, her hiring practices, the way that they take care of people who help them, remain wealthy is at an elite level i think that's i I, I think that right there can show you how you get beyond any economic system when you start to be a person who thinks about people right because now you recognize that the investment that you made has an potentially infinite return in terms of what it can do for these families of the people who work with you and you know some would say four but they work with you you know y'all work together to get stuff done i just feel like that's a much more constructive mindset when you start thinking about this and and especially from the point of view of the person who is the decision maker the owner the the top manager the ceo whatever if you think about it that way then you're going to be more apt to spread out the uh the 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 spoils of what you've gotten by all of the work that all of you have collectively done. You're going to think about it a little bit more, a little bit differently, right? Because all of us have some things to learn. Yeah. You as an individual trying to make your way up, have some stuff to learn, but <clears throat> to the extent that there are any CEOs watching this show, as we getting, you know, as we're starting to get closer to Christmas and you're a decision maker and you listening to the brethren brothers on your plane, like just remember, man, the whole Ebenezer Scrooge story was 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 about a person who who imagined scarcity in a way that made him live life on a lesser level than he should have been living on. All the ghosts that came to him told him the same thing. 
right? This how you this how you should have been living. You know, this is how you lived before that led you to these places. But you could have been on a whole other level in terms of the way that you feel about and enjoy your life, the positive impact you could be making on others, the way that we that, that you could just be feeling full and wonderful. And the cool thing about that is Dickens is the whole thing talking about how, you know, he became the most generous man in all of all in all of England. And he was like the fulfillment that you feel by giving, growing, doing things that are, are positive and impacting uh, others and, and yourself, man, that, that right there just changes can be life-changing for for you in a positive way and the other lives that you impact so when you have people who run companies who start to think this way then what can happen is people's lives can be transformed they can use that money and they probably have ownership in the company and all the rest of these things to positively impact their families and their communities around them right and that's how capitalism can work because what happens is now the neighborhood and average folks become owners, right? You get almost back to the place of the butcher baker and candlestick maker trading with one another, but they just happen to be trading diversified portfolios instead of individual services. When you do it right, when you start to recognize that the pie can grow, when you start to invest in people, right? And so that to me is where, the overarching like if whether you're running something as a as a ceo whether you are a person who's charged with being a politician and you have to help make laws whatever place that you are hey whether you're a doorman opening doors for folks like everybody has the opportunity to make an impact and that's the way that you should be looking at your life and the positivity that you can bring to everybody around you yourself included you know so and, uh, hold on aj before you do that because I, I know you want to go quick i will be very brief doc what you're saying resonates with me because i think this is where we lose so many people they think that if they can't do the extraordinary making yeah. incremental gains and incrementally benefiting others as well as themselves is inconsequential yeah. that's simply that's simply not true it is the sum of the parts and the better system we have forms a more complete and powerful whole. So you have to do your part. And if you just own that little space, space of real estate that you own in this thing, we collectively share as life, we can go far, but we also have a more expansive conversation that we have to talk about and address at some point. And that is we have no true agenda. And so while we have mass, um, massively affluent ideas mm-hmm. and we are immensely talented, we're highly skilled, we're well-educated, we are unorganized and lack an agenda as an overall group. And mm-hmm. nothing beats a defined agenda and organization. And a few well, people... We... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say we have tools. We have people who are interested. We have stuff that is percolating. I'm confident that we will find our way. Add about three, four more verses to lift every voice and sing of triumph, hopefully. <laughs> right? Some of those early ones are rough. 
But my <laughs> my point is like as, as a people in general, yeah, we have a lot of growth that is in front of us, but we got a lot of growth behind us too, right? We have a lot of stolen growth, but we also have a lot that we have regained from the captors in certain ways. And we have to remember that we also are in position to do more than we ever have before in terms of uh, enriching and, um, and helping one another to get to where we need to go. Because that's the other impact of social media and decreasing the um, distance is the fact that, you know, I'm talking to brothers in Delaware and New York right now as though we, you know, face to face, brother. And so you can, we can talk to people. We can, we can work with one another in ways that we couldn't before our levels of access to capital are increasing in ways that they have, have never met. And, and our willingness and our understanding, I think, among the people within our community of about the importance of, of ownership and advancing entre, entrepreneurism and, 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 and business ownership on all different levels are increasing, too. Now, yeah, that we need some more. We need to have more structure. Yeah, we we need to have more of a sort of everybody involved in understanding, like almost like a movement, if you will, towards these types of things. But um, different movements look different in different times. Oh, absolutely. Right. So we, you know, you can mobilize all sorts of different groups in different ways. Now think about like all of the different people get, they get mobilized for different things based on, how they feel about whether it's a comedian or whatever, like stuff just, just starts from being diffused to whew, quickly. That bring, but that massive. brings up a whole nother conversation. Cause there's a lot, <laughs> oh, there's a lot, of, there's I, a lot of, I, manufacturing I hesitated to say that. That, bring, that brings a lot of, that, that there's not always positive to There's a lot of manufactured outrage. Whereas, but, but AJ it is created, AJ, it is, that's created oh, by AJ. You got AJ, you, yeah, yeah, I man, before you close us like that, I ain't closing. Nah. I ain't closing. Oh, okay, because I still nah, got, look, got. I got, no, a, I got, a, I got a list over here. I've been letting y'all just run, run, oh, run the pot, run that pot, run that pot. But look, but look, okay, so let me stew, let me stew it a little bit more to to add on to what Doc was saying, so that I'm clear. I am in agreement with Doc that you know it's about us finding a way to maximize our potential. I'm not one. I'm not one of those people who. Uh, I'm not a war is me person. I just never have been that. I believe in fighting, fighting hard for what it is we want. But I just want to. I just want to say this. This piece. Doc was talking about no better time than now, and I do believe that. But I think one of the things that we have to do is when you talk about a paradox and you talk about a conundrum. You cannot leave out scarcity, fear, oh, no. and lack. Oh no! And and when you come from an environment where there's scarcity, fear, and lack, oh brother, yeah. When there is any opposition, there's a certain flight or fight mentality yeah. that has to take place. What I would like to implore people to do is stand up and fight, because you're more equipped to deal with circumstances than you even think. The second piece I would say is for our corporate people, 
my personal my personal mission has always been to be on a long-term internship. I do my very best every day. I try to deliver value to my clients. I try to deliver value to my company, but I'm on a long-term internship. My job is to learn how to run a multi-faceted organization efficiently. You should be doing the same thing, black and brown people, ladies. You should be doing those things so that you're not continually employed by others for the long term. If you're not, if you're not doing that, you're basically putting yourself on a trajectory that is not sustainable and it's not something that you will ever own or, as we stated earlier, control. And that is not conducive to being a positive disruptor. So with that, I'm going to just kick it back to you, AJ. So y'all brought up, y'all brought up what I wanted y'all to bring up as usual. Because, you know, in terms of the comparison conundrum, Doc kind of pointed out where, you know, what we do have the choice of what we compare ourselves to. And that could be individually as a unit, as a group, because there's always the case of, you know, there's enough of us that have made it to where we should, you know, look more towards the, the brighter end of the spectrum than, than towards the back. But then even then, how far back do we look? Because if we look far enough back, we know how far we've come, but also we do have to acknowledge what's been there the whole time. Yeah. We know that. Like We can never neglect the system, yeah. but we also have to acknowledge and we also have to compare, look at what we've done and the system's still here. Because there, you know, there's a, you just break the system. You ain't gonna break that shit. You ain't gonna break that shit. That shit is all that shit that shit is everlasting. But you know, can you go out and create new things? Sure. We man, see look, man. Can you go be innovative? Of course you can. So that's why I would want I would I would make the move in the mo in the notion in the motion now to say we would switch it from the paradox of choice to the power of choice. Yeah. And that's the one power that all have. Yeah. The power of choice will always be there. The illusion of power can be there, but the actual power of choice will always be there. Yeah, in all realms, in the spiritual realm, we've been told by religion that we have the, you know, we have our free will. In the, you know, in our in our different democracies, in our democracies and our republics, we have the power of voting. Whether you want to believe in the system or not, you do have the power to go do it. You know, whether it's an illusion behind the curtain or not, you still have the power to go do it. And every day, daily, and throughout your life, you do have a power of choice where you can choose what not to do, what to do. Even in every situation, if a white person call you the N-word, you have the power to choose how you respond at all times. Even on your job, you have the power to walk away when you want to. So it's like you have the you have a power, mm-hmm. and how do you turn that power into influence? to turn that influence into control and how you can turn that control into ownership. That's the new pipeline. Go ahead, doc. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a, I think that's a, a solid sort of uh, description of, of, of how things flow. I mean, ownership, 
you you can acquire small bits of ownership over time, you know, investing in mutual funds and all these different diversified companies, right? And put yourself in a position where now you control your own destiny in terms of what it is that you're going to do next, not by virtue of you directly um, um, exerting control over any company or anything like that. You've exerted control over your own financial life and made decisions that put you in a position where now by virtue of your assets versus the expenses that you have, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Right. So I don't, I'm not saying that every person has to own a company, right. Necessarily on their own work, on you know, their own sweat of brow, what it is they do. What I will say is that many of the people who end up being very wealthy are those that have figured out how to own what it is they do best and monetize it, mm-hmm. right? And then they're responsible with that monetization and also responsible with the uh, the assets that they have in general so that they end up wealthy over time instead of having just made a bunch of money and spent a bunch of money, All right? right? And so oh it's- Hold on, I got it. No, real quick, here, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all this right now, Doc. Um, I gotta talk to Doc, man. No, uh, look, I want you. I want I you got to do this and close it. No, 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 no. Because it, it ain't. It, we ain't. We ain't switching gears. We ain't I want switching, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you so much, Executive Producer AJ. So, um, Doc, you yeah. use the word wealth. What's the difference between wealthy and being rich, though? Man, we yeah, so you can fold. Yeah, well, I mean, you can access access to high income and revenue to spend um, quickly or whatever, comparatively quickly when you're talking about people who are wealthy. Um, yeah, that, you know, that looks rich, right? You can buy Bentleys, you can buy a house, you can buy, you can buy things rather quickly by virtue most of the time of a high income that in many cases has come to you suddenly. Right. That's a lot that, you know, there's a lot of people in entertainment and sports who started out from um, from very little and then ended up making tremendous salaries. And a lot of those people are rich. A few of those people are wealthy. Right. Those individuals who are wealthy are in a position where by virtue of what they own. Right. By virtue of how much they have in balances and ownership of a company and influence that they can um, exert in a lot of ways because of that, those people, you know, their standard of living is not based on their sweat of brow work. The sweat, so to speak. Yeah, their standard of living. So you're telling me, so it sounds as if you're telling me that the late, great Kobe Bryant was a person who was concerned with accumulating wealth because he made a decision to have an equity stake in a company that he saw promising back in 2008, 2014, whatever it was. And fast forward to today, that valuation went out. Coca-Cola buys that company. $400 million goes to his estate to the people that he likes, loves, and cares about. Are you saying that that is the difference between being rich and wealthy? Because he made a sum total of roughly $380 million while he was playing basketball, which is an, is an absorbent amount of money. But in one, in one equity deal, 
Yeah, the interesting. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say the interesting thing about Will. He he ain't even here. This is that's he exactly that's that's money exactly that's, that's money that Vanessa and the girls are going to have and have for generations because he was forward thinking and recognized that the wealth proposition meant more than the rich proposition to him. Right. And, and, and like, you can say, Oh, that's an easy decision to make. It's easy for you to make when you feel like your needs are being met and you're comfortable. Right. Like, yeah, I can, I can say, Oh, you can give me equity instead of pay because I'm comfortable in terms of pay already. It's much tougher to say, let me take the little bit I have, scrape it together and try to put something together. That's a lot more difficult. Right. And so um, that's that's why I always encourage people, even if you do have very little, to start planting seeds because seeds grow over time. And you, you got to be in the habit of being a cultivator, even when you have very little. And so sometimes what it is that you that you feel like you bring it to the table seems very small, but there is no small impact when it comes to developing a good habit. You can put that one on IG since I said it, AJ, and even though I ain't write it down and send it to you, right? There's no, there's no small impact because when once you have developed a good habit, now hard, you can apply it. Yeah, well, man, into new things and opportunities. When we talk about conundrums, I don't think people understand that like developing good habits and and having things that are running smoothly in our life, those those standards of living are hard to break as well. So the same mm-hmm. way generational things are pressed upon you or placed upon you, when you develop good habits, when you find that sauce that works for your life, that formula, man, it's hard for someone to come in and interrupt it. You'll get rid of those people in a minute. At least I know I do. If you're not additive, you're subtracting. And I I don't even have to not like you. I can just that's, see the but, but you gotta acknowledge that that's you and your 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 type personality, who you are. Oh, I'm uh, coming, you know, I'm coming to you, sir. What this is this is headed your way. And I was teeing this up for you because of exactly what you're saying right now. And I'm so glad you said this just shows that man, for real, for real, this man really does know me. What I was gonna say at the end of my statement about I know that I'm willing to do that. But that that's not everybody. And so for some, people tend to drain them and hang on for so long because there's so much. I am a I would consider myself a service person to the people that I'm in relationship with. But if I'm not in relationship with you, I will offer my help, but I will not insist that I help you. Some people will will do both. What I would come to you with, AJ, because I know your heart, because of you, my heart is bigger. And because I'm affiliated with you, I end up doing and being involved in things that has expanded my mind. And it gives me a greater lens on what my greater purpose is in terms of my humanity. And so when we talk about this conundrum effect, how do you balance who do you help? And this is a real thing. Now, who do you help? Versus who do you say, I, I I don't have the resources, the capability, or expertise to invest in you? Because it still impacts that person nonetheless. 
So how, what advice would you offer the person who is an eternal helper and how do they move from that space and evaluate who can I invest in that my help is going to reap the harvest for multiple levels of people versus, man, I'm, I know this is a dead end, but I just want to do it because I don't want to feel bad. Talk to us about that and really talk about it. It's, 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 it's easy. It's easy in the terms of, you know, explaining it because it, it brings up the paradox of choice. You know, in, in that sense, like this is where this is where the real paradox of choice is. But once you're in the paradox, you understand that you have your power of choice. You don't have to help everyone. You can you can advertise. I help everyone. You can literally put it out there. I'll help any and everyone. And maybe not even in fine print, you say, but these are my guidelines. These are my requirements. If you desire my help, then you need to come to me with this, 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 and this. Or you need to come to me understanding, uh, you know, Mar- Marquita, Marquita Len- uh, Leonard, your, one, 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 one of your good friends and, and colleagues, um, she makes it very, you know, very clear up front. Oh yeah. If you're coming to me for coaching, I'm I'm coming at you and I'm gonna be real with you. I'm not gonna sugarcoat nothing. And right. you, you but but she also backs it up with the results and she says, Look, <laughs> this is why I'm doing this. Mm. I'm I'm connecting you with people, I'm opening up my network to you, and it's yep. pretty much guaranteed to work as long as you are ready and willing to do what I'm telling you to do, and that's what you're coming to me for. So then as long as everybody agrees, you're good. So I think that has to be a thing, no matter what your heart is. You know, even the hardest of the hearts have their strict requirements and the lowest of the hearts say, well, maybe you're being too strict. Okay, but your power and your paradox of choice says you need to you need to cultivate, like Doc say, what you got going on. I have that issue. Y'all know I got that issue. Man. Like it, what you what you can't let it do is derail you. You see, that's the thing, right? You can have people who will ask you for things, and they'll be in your life. You just ain't got to say yes to everything. Um, and you don't necessarily have to cut them out of your life, but I can understand the decision to do so when you're talking about some of them. But um, but others, what AJ said about having policy. Like, okay, you need to have these things in order. And these are the only ways in which I either will lend money. You know, that's what any person who, you know, who gets into the NFL or NBA or something like that, where they're talking about maybe doing business with close personal friends, you need to come up with some kind of policy that you're going to govern yourself by before you start just giving out money all willy-nilly. Like, you know, because once you open the door. and, uh, And Rich Paul, I'm pretty sure he didn't just say, hey, Rich, be my agent. Nah. He came with he came with some kind of guidelines like you know do you know anything about this you know you, can you can you all right with him and Maverick it's got it like everybody that's part of his camp everybody that you see part of these camps like ain't too many people just you know got their homeboys hanging on just to, the MC Hammer days is over with and that's what we saw we've seen it happen before where the posse will drag you down because they ain't adding to it. So either you get rid of them or 
It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna continually drag you down. We saw it on uh, when Keisha Cole had her her show. She sat down with her account one day. And her account told her was like, "Yo, you can't keep paying for everybody's everything. You can't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you go like you've got to have your boundaries, your policies in place. You can advertise that I'll help you, like the church. Most of the, a lot of the churches now they be like, "Look, we will help you pay one bill one time." You come to us, and as long as you're a member, you active member, and you look, you short on the light bill, we'll help you out one time. But you're not gonna come to us every month. Nah, we not, we can't. You cannot, you cannot become somebody's crutch. That can, that's the power, that's the power of your choice. I choose not to be a crutch. Hmm. Mm. But, but I will help you, like Doc say. Oh. Every a smart sheep will find a good shepherd. You need one, I got you. But I'm not gonna become your crutch, and that's my choice. That's the power of my choice. Mm-hmm. And 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 that it that is exercising that power and that and see acknowledging it is one piece, but then being able to exercise it is another. The power matter, is the ability to define phenomena number one and, and make then it make it act in a desired manner. Making it act, that's power. Doctor Hugh yeah. Newton, that is one of my right. favorite phrases. And like I. Man, bro, it is. It really is. And we we that was one of the first things we said when we started the show. That was the first thing. Power circles. What is power? Right? And, mm-hmm. and so as I refer to that and I think about that, what you just said is so it's so simplistic, but it's so hard to do. We don't exert and exercise our own authority over situations. We become victims in a in a sense. We have to remove ourselves from the victim mentality and really and truly live in that place of prominence. And what I mean by that is the following. If I know that I can't do good business with you, I knew that before I really went into, before I entered into a contract to do business with you, I felt pressured to do it because we're friends. In business, we're doing business. You and I have been friends for half our lives. But when we talk about business, we talk about business in relative terms. We talk about the win-win. Yeah. If I don't want to invest in your idea this time around and it ends our friendship, we never had one to begin with. That means at some point you recognize that I was an kind of conduit, an opportunity, opportunity. Right. And that was, you know, that, that, that at some point became the basis of what we have outside of that, you know what I'm saying? Every, every business idea that I come to y'all with, you know, number one, I know that one thing that is one required that's required is, you know, tell me numbers, let's talk logically because a lot of the stuff that I come to y'all with is, you know, slightly far-fetched to some people, you know, buying a racehorse, opening up a bank, those type deals. But when I come with the numbers, it becomes more feasible to everybody, and then we have real conversation around it. Now, well, let me show. Let me show. If the I'm that type of friend, when I come to y'all, y'all immediately like, "Oh, well, I need to know more about it," and I'm getting, you know, I take offense to that. Correct. Then that means that this whole this whole deal from the beginning, it was a deal. It was just that it was never a relationship. We were never friends in real. Right. At yeah. some point, I'm like, I need validation from these people, and if they're not Look. giving me validation. But but AJ, AJ, here's here's a really important piece of this. When you bring up things, you have a trust factor that mm-hmm. is always going to be heard because of who you are. 
because you're true to your word every single time. The second piece of this is just because we haven't imagined this yet doesn't mean that we can't attach ourselves to your imagination. Because what that's part of being a part of a collective group. No one person is going to always have the idea. And then you are in a unique situation if you are the person that's generating ideas, but you have people around you that can execute. Everyone plays a role. What What I think our group has done a great job of doing, and it's not a pat on the back, it's not boasting or bragging, but everyone shows up with credentials, but we big up everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doc shows up and he could he could pull out on anybody. AJ, you own multiple companies and you never really talk about it. You could pull up on anybody. Man, I dare anybody to pull up on me. Please try me, boy. Like, <laughs> it ain't happening. This is what we do. And from a standpoint of humility, respect for each other and us knowing that hey this is this person's area of expertise they own this they own this space and we're going to get on board with this we vet every idea of course but the general consensus when we come to the table we don't come to the table with anything less than a superb idea and that that my friend is when you know you have a friend group that is a of high value and quality, when they say, I refuse to come to the group with anything less than I would put my life on. Right, man. You know, we don't arbitrarily come to each other saying, hey, I'm going to take food out of Avery's mouth because I want to take a risk on this. I'm going to take food out of Anaya's mouth because I want to take a risk on this. We don't play those types of games. Man. What we do is say, hey, I've really looked at this. I've thought about this. Uh, we are here together right now tonight for the people who, this is your first time listening. Myself and Dr. Loving have been gallivanting around the world for almost three and a half, four years now. Maybe almost almost, five. five I was about to say that, almost five years now. We don't be counting 2020, man. Don't nobody count 2020. It was a wash, (laughs) man. Look, I said 2020 Uh, was a wash, man. Hey, hey, really? I've been all around the world digitally. We got a man to the everywhere, man. Hey, look. AJ and myself have been knowing each other all the time. Bridging is worldwide. Yeah, but but here is the thing. When did you guys meet, shake hands, decide that you could trust each Still other? But Doc said you're going to be in Philadelphia. I'm in there. It's all relationship is what I'm trying to tell people. And yeah. when we talk about the ability to get things done in a virtual environment, we literally launched the business, have had almost five seasons of business conversations and productive connectivity without us all being in one place at one time. Yeah. Don't you tell me what's not possible when you choose to do it. Yeah, man. And I will say this too, AJ, you know, for your part, what I love about the way that you do things is I can all, I ain't no small ideas with you. Like you got, you got big, you, you don't come small with your stuff. You think like, okay, you know, how we, how can we do whatever? I still remember when we first started working together, you said, okay, write down everything. 
that you've ever thought about doing. And, and, and you see how crazy this list was. I mean, this from stuff that I was already doing yep. all the way to stage productions and movies and television shows all centered around finance, financial planning, all this type of, this type of stuff. And I wrote it all down and AJ was like, Oh, okay. We're going to start making this happen. Sequentially far, thing by thing. And, you know, we, we got a lot, we still got a lot to make happen. But the thing is, the nice thing about having a person who looks at a list like that, just like, wow, that is a whole lot of stuff to anybody who will look at that. He's like, all right, yeah, these are the things we ought to this be shooting is, for. But like, see, for me, that's that, like, that's well, like you can have that in your life. Right. Yeah. But see, when you can have people in your life who think like, okay, you right now, the craziest in your mind, like, oh, okay, I want to do this, this, and this, and this. You, you have somebody in, in your life that says, man, think all of it not, you know not not the stuff that you know you can do that ain't worth writing down right write down the stuff that you like this is a stretch and write down the stuff after that that you you want to do but you like you know is this a snowball chance of hell of doing but once you write that down now it's a thing mm-hmm. right it, it's, it's written there as something that could potentially happen right once you attach a timeline to it and start doing work on it. Then you start dedicating hours and your own human capital to it. And have decided where you want to go. And then start. Now you got goals, baby. Now, when you got goals, goals and you got baby. you started moving towards them, and you got support people around you who can who 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 are helping you move towards them too, because they believe in you and are willing to help you do the work. Now, now you got faith plus works, babe. Now, when you mm. got faith plus works, yeah, that ain't that ain't you know, dead. Man, when you live and done with this time, even if you don't, that's the recipe. Mm. That's the recipe to get it done, baby. That's the cinnamon on the sweet potatoes. So, like that right there is going to take me. you. You know, but if you are oh, forty, <laughs> sprinkle me, man. Sprinkle me. I was waiting on Doc. I was waiting on Doc to bank here. Yeah, I man. Throw that <laughs> I promise you, man. man look. And so you need every group. You 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 got to you got to uh the dreamers, you got your folks that are uh, yeah, the folks that execute, you got your big picture, sort of like let's structure this type folks. You got all kinds. And the cool thing about our teams is that we have all of the elements necessary for success and we're willing to do what it takes to get there. And it's not usually quick. That's the deal. It's like you don't get five seasons in quickly. You don't do anything quickly that's worth doing except starting. But that, but like, then, that's, that's a, it. But that's another conversation because some I people, know it is, some people don't be wanting to wait. Gonna, some people don't oh. want to put in the work, Doc. Some people don't be. Some people don't want to be like, "Hey, look, man, I'm trying to join something that's gonna pay off in roughly one to five." With Andre, Andre, three thousand said, "Instant, quick grits, new, improved. Hurry, hurry, rush, rush, world on the move." Yeah, Yeah, man. Well, that's that's how it go. (laughs) I thought I was the only one with them references. I see you. I see you, Doc. You know, I got to go to the cast, baby. Yes, sir. (laughs) Go ahead, DJ. One of the one of the things that um that trips up most people is being short sighted, man. Like you just said, the one to five, bro. Why wouldn't I 
if I want to work 35, 40 years to retire, why would I invest in myself one to five years for a life-changing opportunity for myself and my family? I've just never understood that concept with us, our community, our people, because the instant gratification, I know, I know you want it now, but five years is going to happen regardless. Man, it's going to happen regardless. You can either be where you are or where you want to be. The, the, the choice, the choice is literally yours. If you ain't and got I'm no plan, what will be given to you? Oh, if you yeah, don't have no plan. plan for you. What yeah, will be given fail, to you? You fail to plan. Someone has a plan for you. But here's my thing. Why not fall forward? I'm not saying it's going to happen. But if you could be 70% to being able to leave your job, 70% independent of needing the income from your job, why wouldn't you do that? Man. I mean, it's just the law of averages say that if you continually invest in yourself, the returns that someone else would get, you would be receiving them. I'm going to give my job as much, if not more. I'm going to give, I apologize. I just lied. I'm going to give myself the same, if not more, as I give my job. But I got a question for the masses, and then I'm going to pass it. Does everyone have access to this information? And then... Does everyone have access to this mindset? Mm. I'll answer that for you. No, don't, don't answer. No, don't answer it. Don't answer I'm it. Let that, let that be a question for the void. Let that be a okay. question for the void. Does yeah. everyone have access to this information? And, and 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 you know, some will argue, no, they don't. And then, do they have access to this mindset? Yeah, you know, there's different. It's like, oh. Everything is out there on the internet. No, but when you start now, business. when you start to talk about the paradox of choice, here's where it comes in. What is your aptitude when sifting through the infinite amount of information about uh, that's out there? Mm-hmm. What's your aptitude with engaging with all of that and getting what it is that you want? Yeah. Right, and that's going to depend in certain de- to a certain degree on your network, the people who are around you, institutions that are performing in your environment. That's why Tuskegee, that's why Morehouse, that's why Spelman, that's why uh, Howard, that's why all of the places that disseminate knowledge and information are important within our community. Hold on, you because access, access is just not about but, the fact that you can get there. Doc, it's before, possible. Doc, right? Let's before, increase the probability. Before you proceed, where you're going... I love it. But let me ask this. Uh-huh. We talked about the various institutions and things of that nature, right? Uh-huh. It starts with self. Oh, I, just, I don't want I don't want those who are not institutionally graduated to feel uh-huh. as if that they're excluded. It starts with self. This is a personal decision oh, yeah. that you have to make. You so make that personal your boy decision. became a javelin thrower off YouTube. Everybody can right. get, get on YouTube. You make this. You part. make this personal. You make this personal decision. You make this declaration of sorts that you're going to do the things that Doc just talked about. Everybody has a network. If you need to change your network, that's on you. I'm gonna say it again. Everybody has a network. If you need to change your network, that's on you. You are the sum and the average. 
of the pe- the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah, yeah. I got more it, than it, that. <laughs> he said, look, "Look, look, look. This is this is something else I want to I want to do. I want to do for the for the for the diaspora of the of the mentally uh, capable is." We talk power circles and we talk, you know, your, your five people and all of that. But I don't, you know what I'm saying? Everybody be like, my circle gets small and all of that. And I really, and DJ, you kind of alluded to it, man. Look, we can't be afraid to open up that round table, man. Yeah. King Arthur had how many nights? Yeah. Everybody yeah. ain't going to do, everybody ain't going to do you right, but you cannot, you know, because at, at, at a point, if you got access to that mindset, You'll start making that table smaller and smaller because you're thinking Judas wow. sitting there, you Jesus. So, yeah, man, this we get you got to get away from the Scarface mentality, man. This ain't this ain't the this ain't that game, you know. When you're dealing in legal business, a broader network is is a potentially more effective hey, one. Now, in terms of what. <laughs> right with the things that the people who you can reach out to you don't have to agree with them in every way this this ain't the person that you got to have watching your six just in case something could happen and you know you end up end up in a hell of gunfire that's not how business has to work now what's going to happen is yes you will trust more some people more than others Yes, you will use resources differently. You'll work with people in different capacities, right? But the thing is, all this tight circle, I don't want nobody knowing my business and all that is how you end up with a company that's otherwise successful and you're sitting in a bank trying to get a loan and you have absolutely no track record to speak for all of the positive work that you have done over sometimes long periods of time because you ain't want nobody in your business. You don't want nobody knowing what you were doing and you wanted to keep your circle tight. Hey, I right? can trust you. I can trust you where you at. If yeah. this is if this is your realm and I know that this is where you play, if this is your if this is your home court advantage, I'm gonna come to you and I'm gonna say, Doc, when I look, if we talking personal, financial, mother freaking planning, and I'm coming to talk to Dr. Lovin. I put all trust in your hands because I know that's you. And then outside of that, because of the track record, personal track record that we have and the track record that you and DJ got and DJ, you know, just that whole is I'm going to trust you in the realms that we trust in each other in. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same with you. You know, know, trust begets trust. And, you know, I think people, you know, look, man, we trying. We look. This is this is turn into a whole mega special. This is this is this is. You you, you muted, DJ. Yeah, DJ, you muted. But real quick before you before you, you hear me now, nah, because I got I got to get him. Go before ahead, you get in there. Appreciate you. So before we switch, what I was saying while I was on mute was, I was just being like, absolutely right, absolutely right, absolutely right. Because here's the thing, when we talk about a power circle. We never said the size of it. We just said the average. Mm-hmm. Your circle has infinite loops. So when you think about the rings around a planet and things of that nature, mm. the closest things to Tell it, about the water drop, boss. Oh, I got you, bro. The Tell about the water drop. The closest things to it are magnetized to it in the most extreme condition. It also gives off the most condensation and it gives off the most energy. And see, sometimes you have to move those chess pieces. 
you have Dr. Loving talked about it earlier. You have to be a chess player. So if I'm going into a negotiation, if I have a friend of mine, and I, I, I don't use the word friend loosely and people know that about me. If I have a friend of mine that's an attorney that has expertise, I don't bring... I don't bring my friend who's a um a architect to the meeting. I bring the friend that's that has expertise in the area to the meeting. I don't know, I'm getting some feedback. I don't really understand what's going on right now. That's that might that right, might, might be me. All right, that that's fine. But I I bring the friend that has that expertise to the meeting. And here's the thing. I don't have people around me that can't have a seat at the table, but everybody can't eat at the same time. And I mm. also, I also have a friend group that understands that if you don't eat on Monday, it don't mean that you won't eat on Wednesday or Friday or mm. Sunday, because mm. we rotate this based on what we need in the room at the time. And there's no jealousy involved. And that means that we get to have what we call a stable or a bureau. Hear me clearly, folks. We have a bureau of people that we can roll out for any topic that you need. And so when we can solve any problem, we don't have to fight internally because we can we can solve any external problem and the group benefits from that. Now, you have to have a structure. AJ, I'm going somewhere. You have to have a structure that allows the group to benefit so that there's no inconsistency with what happens in terms of effort and distribution, regardless of when you're called on. That means you're on retainer. You do nothing, you get paid. You do something, you get paid. But your value is not dictated on your output. It's dictated on the value that you can deliver when called upon. And we have to get back to a community-based approach if we want to be successful. Now, I'm going to shut my black ass up. Man, <laughs> he over here talking this old pie in the sky. <laughs> because it's always easier said than done, and we know that. But, you know... No, it's, it's easily done. It's not... It's, it's easily said, yes. Is it easily so, done? Whoa, 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 whoa. Because it may not easily be said. Because communication we talked about it before look this is why i said this has turned into a mega special because we did i you know this is what i look this is look i gave y'all this is like this is like uh what, what what's what's the show iron chef i just gave i just gave y'all a basket with two ingredients there's two ingredients <laughs> look at what y'all got y'all got yeah we all we didn't go we didn't go look we done hopped on this horse and ran all across the field i love it um so let's 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 wrap it up i don't even know how because there, there have there have spawned a many a many a different conversation from this, all valuable that can that can be continued at any mm-hmm. given time. I mean that's how that's how it always is with us. You know, every every conversation blooms into a broader conversation that's just always about you know betterment and advancing the culture. If we want, if we if we want to say that, it's advancing the culture. Yeah. You know, advancing yeah. us. You know, advance us by us. A boo, is that something? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to y'all to 
close us out, but I'm a, I want y'all to close out with this in mind is, you know, we, we, we started this talking about the comparison conundrum and, you know, uh, the paradox of choice, which we converted to the power of choice. And we've spawned a lot of great conversation, uh, just in general that brought, you know, did a lot of callbacks to, you know, your power circle, um, you know, influence and, 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 and making and, and purpose and purpose. I'll, I'll, I'll say it with purpose. Um, so to round it, what's, you know, we always do tangibles yeah. to round it. What is the next step in your opinions for someone who possibly is in the middle of this comparison conundrum or this paradox of choice. Imagine being in the eye of the storm. It's calm, but you see it around you, right? We've seen Twister. We've seen the Wizard of Oz where it's like, and we've seen the images inside the inside the eye of a storm. If you ain't never seen it, type in Hurricane Hunters on YouTube and watch them fly through the wall and the, the wall of a hurricane and then come out in the center of a storm and the sunshine and tranquility that's in the center of a storm. You got all of your choices flying around, all your comparisons flying around you that you can see. What's that? What's that advice? That next step. Doc, go and then DJ go. Yeah. All right, cool, bro. Cool. I'll say, cool, cool, cool. When you start talking about a uh, you know the the storm and what's all around you, I think you you shelter and you um keep yourself safe and keep yourself productive even in the midst of the storm by understanding yourself and through mindful preparation and training right and and knowing uh yourself and what you want out of life see once you have an understanding of what it is that you want out of life and the people you want around you, the environment you want to maintain. Once you start doing that, what happens is um, you can start to create structures that will preserve your happiness and also that productivity, almost like a storm shelter in general, right? Like that when you when you know that these things, you know when your life storms will come, you know that indecision will come. But if you know yourself, then you can start to say, okay, these are the things that are important to me. This is where I want to go in life. And now you can evaluate all of the opportunities according to what your own personal sort of guidance system is. You can start to zero in on what works for you and you can start to filter out the noise. You can appropriately use the tools of social social media to see what people who are your peers are doing to make their message more effective. But you can also appropriately filter out any sort of, oh, well, they'll, they're better than me because of it, right? And you can understand what it is that you're saying, and you can use the tools in order to propel yourself forward. That's that's what it's about, right? What, whatever system you're working in, whoever you're working with, whether you're garnering um, uh, dollars of your garnering influence, whatever it is that you're doing. It's about understanding what makes the system work 
and understanding more importantly what it is that you want out of these things and then using the opportunities around you to get there. Now, the cool thing about life is you'll learn things about the world and you'll learn things about yourself and you'll grow and you'll change too. But the good thing about a person who knows themselves is that they'll understand the changes that they are going through and making. And then their next set of decisions will be reflective of that new information and make them more effective at getting where it is that they want to go, even if it's a new place, right? The cool thing about GPS now, right, as opposed to the old static data mapping systems, is it tells you where you are at any point in time in relation to where you want to go, regardless of how far off the path you've gotten, right? And so the cool thing is where you are might not be uh, on the path that's most prescribed in terms of taking you where you want to go. But the cool thing about technology and opportunity around us now is that once you know where you are, now there are many different ways to take you to where it is that you want to go. And so the, the great thing about all of these new technologies and opportunities around us is that if you center it properly and you know what it is that you want, you can elevate yourself, the person, what it is that you want to accomplish and how you want to impact the other people in your life and then leverage these things to help get there. And that is about what it is that we do here. That's why our voices are on the waves to help you understand that you can do that and then help you gain the motivation that you need to pick up those resources that are available to you and do the stuff that you know you should have been done, started doing and haven't yet because it's right there within you. It's within your reach. It's right there. And you've just chosen so far not to do it. But the nice thing about having chosen so far not to do it is that so far and forever. And so now right in front of you is that next set of decisions that you're going to make, that next set of opportunities that are potentially yours and all of the people who are around you and care about you, who want to see you succeed and want to help make that happen for and with you. Recognize those people, treasure those people, Leverage the opportunities in front of you and make it happen. That's all I got. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dr. John Loving, PhD, CFP. I will say it here. I, I really and truly believe that Dr. Levin might be the, the LeVar Burton of finance. And when I say that is, <laughs> I want people to just hear you tell them positive things will happen in their lifetime because it is it is the most reassuring thing since LeVar Burton been reading books to us. <laughs> I just got to, I just got to put that out there into the into the into the masses. Is you gonna be the Levar Burton of finance and just positivity? Where it's like, look, look, do you look? Doctor Level will be on cameo soon. If you just want him to send you one, uh, you know, small positive message a day, we'll we'll have that set up soon. I got look, positive message a day. You see, you subscribe. He'll just tell you something good, like, hey, people over things. <laughs> Good will come as long as good gets out. You get out what you put in. As long as good comes to you. Loving on money and you. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you <laughs> Go ahead, Devin. Go ahead, man. I'm you. All right, bro. So, man, listen, Doc. You're not going first anymore. Just so you know that. <laughs> never, never again. You know, <laughs> seriously, seriously, seriously. 
Uh, my, my comments are, are real, really, really simplistic. Doc touched on everything that you really need to know. So everything that I'm saying is supplemental, but you have to fire your fear and you have to hire your imagination. If you're willing to do that, then the opportunities that are before you today can truly be unlocked. Now, I want to be very careful and clear when I talk through this. I'm not telling you to walk off your job with no plan. I'm not telling you to do anything that's unscrupulous or not well thought out. But you need to fire your fear today, tonight, before you go to bed. Fire it. You may face it. You may challenge it from time to time, but tune in here. We're going to give you some tips and tools to deal with that fear. You got to fire that fear. Fear prevents you from achieving the ultimate measure that you were put here to do. Doc talked about the fact that, look, your, your, your goal should be to figure out what's your gift, find a way to give it away and or make a profit on it. That's how you impact the world. Now, I'll just talk a little bit about us. We figured out very early. First of all, no one pays for any of this. You have the first African-American PhD in personal finance. You have a marketing guru in AJ who will never tout himself as that. And look, I'm not pounding my chest. I'm not doing any of those things, but I have a fairly decorated um, resume as relates to finance relationship uh, management in terms of financial services and otherwise. We're not doing this for monetary purposes. We're here because we care about people. And I'm a big advocate. I often, I've often told this to AJ. I said, I'd rather service a thousand people than sell to a hundred. I really don't care about selling something to someone because I firmly believe that if I service you and I give you value at some point, it doesn't matter if I sell pens, you'll buy a pen because of the impact that was made on your life. And you'll help me get to wherever it is I need to be. That's just how the universe works. I'm a believer in that. More than that, I'm a believer in also having a plan. I also have a plan. I am servicing with a purpose. I want to see my community do better. The better my community does, the better I do. Holistically. So that's not an income play. That's an outcome play. You see, we have different goals over here with Bridget. We are outcome oriented. This is not an income play. So when we speak to you and we talk to you, this is coming from the heart. This is shared experiences. And experience is one of the most expensive teachers that you can have in your life. Finally, what I would say is this, AJ, as we, uh, as we move to you to close, as Dr. Loving stated, one of the major components of having a sound plan is relationships. My question to our listeners would be, who are you in relationship with? What do they add and how do they complement you? And if you see gaps, develop relationships that cover those and be open and honest about why you're creating them and what your expectations are. In 2021, people, let's be more business and relationship focused. Let's do that. Let's make that 
the focus, let's call it 2022. We'll start now. Our 2022 focus is to be more business and relationship focused because it takes people, resources, and talent to deliver. You can't do it without it and you need it. And if you're doing it alone, you're doing it hard. Know that. Please know that. So AJ, with that, I'll turn to you for your closing remarks and we can uh, we can close this thing out for the night. I appreciate you uh, doing this impromptu conversation, my brother. It was well needed. No problem. Um, just, to, just to go back real quick, you said, you know, would you rather sell to 100 or service 1,000 or is it sell to 1,000 or service 100? No, you said it right. Would you rather sell to 1,000? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. Would you rather service 1,000 and sell to 100. And what I mean by that is, look, if I service a thousand people and I do that, I create value in their life. I, I, I'll give you an example. No, I know. I get what you mean. Cause I'm, but what I'm, but what I'm going to oh, instill yeah. is I can take it and flip those numbers and it still works. Would I rather service a hundred or sell to a thousand? I'd still yeah. rather service my hundred because my hundred, because I've serviced them. Because the ultimate goal of the equation right. is for you to learn the service pays right. because we're outcome based. Yes. Service over sales. That's all I was trying to reiterate. You could take the numbers and flip them. It's still going to make sense to do the service right. portion than to do. But, you know, what you do to one side, you do to the other reciprocation. Something about math, that ain't my bag. Um, I don't even know how we do it. I just, you know, I don't, I don't question how we do it. Uh, <laughs> we know why we do it. Um, and that's one of the that's one of the good things about it. Um, it. It happens. The best part is that we actually do do it. You know, it could be a lot of talk. Uh, we know it's been a while. And if you made it to this portion of the conversation, we truly appreciate you. Uh, because I know the statistics and the analytics in terms of podcasting and audio files and how long most people's attention spans are in this day and age in this society. So if you've made it this far, we truly appreciate you. And hopefully you've gained something. Uh, you know, this is this is where the rubber meets the road. When we talking about, do you have access to the information, and do you have access to the mindset? The podcast is available everywhere where you can get podcasts at. But do you have access to the mindset that says maybe I should listen to this whole conversation, or maybe I get what I can get and I get out of it? To each its own, it is what it is. Um, but when we talking about this comparison conundrum and this paradox of choice, you know. Looking at the analogy of it being a storm, you sit in the center, it's calm where you at. Like Doc said, create your shelter and be inside of it and figure out what's your plan after the storm. What can you salvage from the storm? What can you learn from the storm? Storms can be anything. You know, if you're religious, you we've heard the analogy of storms before. So when you're talking about all of the options, the paradox of choice that you have, and you're caught up in the comparison conundrum, you know, find the positives like Find your power of your choice. You have a power of your choice. Maintain your power. Assert your power. Dallas. Your power, your power and your choice can become influence. Dallas. <laughs> Dallas has made an impromptu. And, uh, man, he made we, an impromptu. We, we real around here, man. It, 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 it literally Look, is what it is. We are all fathers. Uh, so every now and again, especially the the the, the toddler fathers over here, that's <laughs> a thing. Um, but it doesn't throw us off because you you know you assert your power. That she just did just that. Dallas understands. I'm not running the house right now. Now as soon as we over here, Dallas is back in control. But look, 
You take your power, you assert your power, you have your power of choice. You always have your power of choice. Never forget that you have your power of choice. It is the one thing that I can probably say that nobody will ever take away from you. But access to information, access to the mindset. Access to mindset that says that you consistently have that power and nobody can take that power away from you. Power is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in a desired manner. It must be your desire to make it act in that, in that, in, 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 in that way. Otherwise, it will be acted upon to somebody else's desire. If you don't have a plan, somebody will give you a plan. But take your power. Make your choices. Turn those choices into influence. Turn that influence into control. And then turn that control into ownership. And the main thing is going to always be the main thing. Acknowledge your progress personally. Because if you, in that comparison conundrum... Some of that stuff that's floating around in that storm could be your past, our past, the collective past. Acknowledge your progress personally. You have the power to do that. You have the power to acknowledge. You have the power of choice to choose what you acknowledge. That's on you. So hold strong to your power. And make whatever your desires are, make them act how you want them to. That's your power. Don't let nobody take it away from you. That's going to do it for us here at the Bridgeroom Podcast. I appreciate my brothers as always for joining me on this journey that, you know, we start out with and we end it. But it's never truly ended because everything ties into itself. And I appreciate that and I love that. Um, so with that being said, we're going to end it on a typically different note. Y'all might not got nothing left in the well, but mine ain't dry. I'm going to pour a little bit of this uh, vodka here for a quick shot because this was a beautiful conversation. And for anybody who's made it thus far in the conversation, we pray prosperity. Prosperity. Not prosperity. Prosperity. What's prosperity? That's that's upstanding, too. That's a good word, ain't it? Yeah, that's the ones that prosperity. come behind is the prosperity. Yeah, yeah. We, we pray all of that. All of the good. All of, We Pros- pray progress. Pros- Prosperity Pros- for your posterity. Prosperity for your posterity, your progress and all. That's what we I'll, want for you. I'll say you it. Made pro- it this for. Prosperity for your what? Posterity. I got you for your ASS. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we, we love y'all and um, we hope that we ain't the only ones to tell you that. All right? Yeah. But if we are, run it back as much as you need to. You can find Dr. Ajamu Loving on all social media, Dr. Ajamu Loving. You can also find him at ajamuloving.com. I appreciate you, brother. You can find Destrian Wills at dwillsconsulting.com and Empower, Engage, Execute on Instagram. I appreciate you, brother. I love both of y'all. And there's nothing that they can do about it. They know it. DJ, I'll see you this weekend so we can celebrate the bundle of joy that's on the way. Cheers, brothers. Cheers, man. Salutations have most certainly been given. It's going to do it for us here at the Brethren Podcast. You can find me uh, at King Friday, the number four six on uh, Instagram. Have I ever given that out here? I don't know. Uh, but you can also find it mmbbgw.com, 24-8-MMBB Business Concierge. We've rebranded. Who knows? I might change the name again. That's the power of my choice. I choose to change my lanes, and I do it. I might put my blank on. I might not. We love y'all. That's going to do it. Brethren.